So welcome to today's office hours call. We got more people jumping in. Carol's here. And let me welcome Carol. And then I'm going to start sharing my asks and Carmen's asks because she's always here too. <laughs> Good evening, Carol. I need hi, to get my time zones <laughs> organized in my head. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. All right. So we're already recording, Carol. Um, just a heads up. And um, so one thing that I want to remind you, something that I just said previously before I started recording and before Annette and Carol hopped on is that um, we always um, take away so much from your questions when you post your questions in the group. Um, and even if you don't have a specific question and you want to know a little bit more about a topic, that's super valuable too. And it gives me something to expand on and maybe bring some specific tools. So don't be shy. You know, if you have something, you know, like room, you're ruminating on something and you really, uh, Laura had a super question. Yeah, Ali, she, she had a, she had two super questions that I'm going to expand on. So awesome. Um, so yeah, just feel free to dump your, dump your brain in the Facebook group. Um, and just ask away, or even if you're just curious, just like, I would like to know a little bit more about this. I would like to gain more insight on that, um, learn about this specific tool and I'll prepare something for you. Um, so that, and then my next, um, ask is that the requirement to be on these calls week by week even years after you know you joined Soulcraft is to post your ahas and your action steps when you're done. So that way you're also contributing to the whole group, people who aren't on this call, because um, it kind of stimulates, you know, it stimulates action. And that's what we ultimately want to do. We want to kind of motivate you, you know, set the foundations for you to take action after the calls. And when people don't hop on the calls, but see action being taken and see activity, that kind of is a domino effect, you know, like the, the butterfly effect. And that's what we want to do, you know, like on a positive note and empowering note, that's what we want to do. So please post your ahas and your action steps after this call. I always, you know, tag you guys in the Facebook group. Um, and yeah, Claudia. Okay, I'm on, on already. Uh, so I, I love that you bring this up because on my kind of action list is there to ask questions. So it is a dare for me. Why is it a dare for me? Because I'm very good in showing off. <laughs> and I'm good, but asking a question for me also is connected with showing my weaknesses, showing my whatever, where things I'm not so good in things which I fall over or whatever. And mm -hmm. there is this hurdle. So um, I thank you for the reminder. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 once this comes up, then I say, okay, I have the permission <laughs> to, to be less good or whatever it is, to be weak and show it off in the group. Um, yeah, so that's for me uh, a thing, asking the questions. Yeah, 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, you absolutely have permission to do that. And thank goodness that we give each other permission to do that because we are definitely not perfect. And um, it's, it's, a, it's actually an entrepreneurial, a very, very valuable entrepreneurial skill to ask, to, to ask and to learn and to be open to be the student. Um, and I mean, you know, like all the greatest leaders, like they don't just say yes to everything and then just like try to research, like what's that and what's that and why do you do that? You know, they ask to learn and to see how the process is being done instead of assuming, you know, or kind of showing, um, I would actually say pretending <laughs> because there it's the um, fake it till you make it is a double-edged sword. It's really good for mindset because you start wiring your brain that uh, to um, believe that you're already where you want to be. And at the same time, it, if you take it also to the learning realm, then you stop asking questions because you're pretending that you're already there and that you know it. So be careful with that. Fake it to make it thing. Um, I think it's super valuable. And at the same time, um, it starts kind of um, limiting our ability to be humble and vulnerable and open to continue to learn and ask questions and, you know, just openly in front of our teams, in front of our leaders. I think it's a strength, you know, to be able to ask questions in front of everybody that we admire and our team that looks up to us. So I don't really see it as a weakness. I see it as a strength because it, it requires courage to be vulnerable like that. So yeah, good on you for your courage, Claudia. <laughs> Um, I want to ask you, um, we always insist, but there's a reason why we do that. How are you doing with your WAP? Are you two thumbs up for Barb? Awesome. Yay. That's good. Uh, two thumbs up for Annette. How are the rest of you doing with your WAP? Are you able to complete it? And then are you able to take action on always <laughs> showing us a whole bunch of books, the books? Um, are you able to implement the action steps that you plan when you uh, complete your WAP? How are you doing? I do fall behind at times. Okay. And what do you think that's, um, that's due to? Uh, not planning out my week well enough and ahead but I know that's the way you do it is via the web anyway okay cool so that's that's really good that you identified that it has to do maybe with planning um mm. what do you think needs to be tweaked in in terms of planning I'm sure a lot of people will find this helpful it's a common in myself to schedule myself better to plan out my day better I find myself, and just being open and honest, find myself at times just um, letting things go, like I'll get around to it in a way, sort of, probably it's not the right word, but sort of in a way sometimes putting things off a bit because I think, oh, can I do it sort mm -hmm. of thing in a way. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, and but then when I do get stuck on something, sort of say I'm going to do something. Yes, I will do it. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's an interesting point, and it's something that is far too common when we feel when we plan something and then we feel that we can't do it. Of course, if we feel that we can't do it, our nervous system is going to stop us from doing it because we can't, <laughs> right? Um, it's a belief right? It's um, most likely, I don't know what it is that you plan, but most likely it's a belief. Um, And the way that we um, in somatic experiencing, the way that we work with that, because it has to do with um, our nervous system, it has to do with um, what Carmen calls Lizzie, our lizard brain, um, who, you know, is going to get activated and say, hey, don't go where you can't go, right? It's a survival mechanism. It's really common. Um, What we do in somatics is in order for um, our nervous system to not activate and, and, uh, you know, build resistance is to titrate it. And what that means is to um, fragment that thing that you planned and that you feel that you can't into smaller pieces, right? So, and try to track your body when you plan. I think this is a really good thing that you can integrate when you complete your WAP, right? If it starts getting overwhelming when you complete it and you're like, oh my God, look at my week, (laughs) right? Um, And you feel that you're going to go there in that mechanism of, uh, you know, like Monday's coming up or Tuesday with that thing, you know, that thing that I got to do and it becomes kind of a monster, track your body and see how it feels when you're reading your WAP. And notice where your resistance rises. And stop right there, looking at that task that you planned, where resistance is showing up, and see how you feel and how your body's uh, reaction starts changing when you fragment that task into smaller safer pieces because it's all about safety if you feel safe enough to walk towards that thing if it's overwhelming naturally you're not going to walk towards it you know like running and being happy Woo! i'm going to do this it's not going to happen play doesn't happen when it's too big right when it's threatening and we want to enjoy our week don't we so if you fragment that task, if you break it down into smaller, safer bits, um, the way to know if it's um, accessible enough for you is to track your body and see, oh, that's, yeah, I can do that one. I can do that one. So I'm not saying don't challenge yourself. I'm not saying um, lower your standards. I'm saying set yourself up for success. If you feel that you've gone into a pattern of not following through with your WAP, right? So that you can reach your standards. Maybe, you know, like it'll take you a little bit longer, but it's way better than to get stuck. We wanna keep you moving, right? So that's a way to do it. Track yourself when there's a task that where resistance arises, titrate it, fragment it into smaller, safer bits, see how you feel, and then try that for the week. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Asha.
Yeah, thank you for sharing. I, that records, uh, that triggers something which I read yesterday evening from the book, um, As and It Is Given. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about the, I think it was a wheel of life or something like that, but it was the same thing. And, and that was so compelling to me, feeling into your body, how a certain, okay, sentence or task feels, and then um, change, squeak the wording until the moment where it feels that you have fun with yes, it. Yes. And, and then start going with that. Yes. So it was similar to what, what you said. And, yeah. and the, the most similarity was like, listen to your body mm -hmm. and what it says. And, and yeah. that is what I, I like very much. And which, which I also will kind of, I did already, but now more um, integrate that into my doings, let's say. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a very good one, specifically in the times we are in now. Absolutely, yeah. Specifically in the times we're in now, yeah. We've, um, I think that, not in just in the, per, in the personal development field, in every field, we've learned these past almost two years that, um, yeah, feeling like safety is a big deal. And it doesn't just have to do with like uh, an actual threat of violence, aggression, natural disasters, you know, it's, it's, it's a nuance, you know, are, there are a lot of subtle, um, subtle, invisible things going on around us that, you know, our nervous system gets activated with. And it's, it's a really nice path to self care and to knowing, getting to know yourself and where that gets triggered so that you can enjoy yourself a little bit more and not get stuck. It's, it's important to keep moving. So yeah, thank you for that. And does anybody else want to share something about, you know, how you're, you're planning your week and um, your WAP? I can, oh, go ahead, sorry. Okay. So I always find it, I, I tried time blocking before, I've restarted trying time blocking again, but it all falls apart because I never allow enough time for things. And I've noticed that I take a lot longer to get ready in the morning than I used to when I was younger, that sort of perimenopause slows you down and you sort of, and with all of the work, your decision make, my decision making is slower than it was before. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it can be frustrating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we're very used to like <laughs> Annette. <laughs> and I add something to it. So, Alison, this is where you really need an accountability buddy. <laughs> really, you do, because I'm and a I bit do. like that myself, because I do have. I, I'm the carer of my husband. So all these little things prop up without me planning it. So all of a sudden he cut his arm. I didn't plan for that. So that put my plans behind. So, but having your accountability buddy, you can then text or call her and say, this is what happens. And you get encouraging words. And look, I Claudia is mine, and I can tell you it really is worth your while 
to get a good one. Mm. That's my two cents worth. So, yes, I do have the same issue. <laughs> Thank you, Annette. Thank you for sharing that. And Barb? <laughs> yeah, I would say, you know, something that's really helped me is um, getting that mindset. So really getting grounded, doing something that's going to put you in that positive mood, giving you gratitude, and then really, really focusing on your why, which I know is in the web. I think that's the first thing we do mm. is we always write out our why and just are doing exercise or getting your vibration higher. So you feel more connected and then, then focusing on your vision. And then it all, I don't know, you just get excited about it. Right. Mm. And putting on some nice music, anything that's going to get you in the, in the, in the mood, I guess. And for me, I find I try to do it on Saturdays. Cause for me, I want Sundays free. So that, I don't know when I think about coming to work on Sunday evening, it, it doesn't really jive for me, but it, everyone's different. For me, I like to do Saturdays, take Sunday off, and then I start fresh on Monday. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So Ali, um, my two cents on this is that if you feel that, Ooh, am I freezing here? I see my head moving like a robot. <laughs> there we go. Let me know you guys if, if, um, I start cutting out or something. Um, you ladies. So Ali, um, if you feel that you are starting to slow down um, because of menopause or whatever reason, you could just be exhausted, you know, or, you know, something going on in your life. Um, I know that my cycle has been off. So I get foggy and confused and I need to be very, very clear on my planning. So the point is that when there are changes, which is the only thing that's constant in life, um, what we did before may not work for us anymore. So we need to kind of um, revisit our plan, our strategies and our standards. Because if we have standards that we did when we were more productive in a way, you're gonna be frustrated all the time. So, you know, just kind of revisit that and align your week and your hours that you block out and, and your plan to, to that. Maybe you need more time in the morning. So block more time in the morning. You know, it's kind of like trying to fit a square in a circle. <laughs> um, if you need more time in the morning and you only plan 15 minutes, then you're going to be frustrated as soon as you wake up. Um, and we don't want that. We want you to feel the best that you can and, and, and all of us, because that's going to have an impact first, first of all, in enjoying our lives, which is really important and we deserve to enjoy it. Um, and second of all, in um, going about your day with the best balance that you can um, and stability, right? So, um, you know, kind of revisit how you're planning, make sure that it's aligned to your needs and your self-care. Um, give yourself permission to do that. You don't need to be a productive beast. <laughs> we're taught we need to. Um, and another thing um, is, so when we block out time and we're not really doing anything in that time block, anything that we, we plan for ourselves to do, um, 
besides checking on your needs and, and, and what you're really needing to do and why you're avoiding that thing that you need to do um, and track yourself again, you know, like what did I plan to do in that time? And how do I feel about that thing that I planned? Is it just a need to take a break to rest a little bit more? So maybe that three hour time block needs to be 45 minutes and then a break and then another 45 minutes and then a break. Or is it just that that thing that I plan is overwhelming and I need to see how I can break it up a little bit so that it's not. Um, do you want to share anything about that time block or? <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's, it's my usual thing, really. I'm expecting to do too much in too little time. It's mm. always the way, always the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And, you know, I, I aspire to get up at six and every night I end up, oh, I've just got to fill the dishwasher. I've just got to take the dogs for a walk. And it's midnight before I get to bed. And, mm. um, you know, my husband is a night owl. I am at heart a lark. And I do feel great when I get up early. Um, and it's, but it's, it's like it's been an aspiration of mine for since, since before I started Soulcraft to get up early again. My kids aren't at school anymore, so I don't ever get up at 6.30 for their school bus or anything. Um, and, um, but I know that I function better and, and, you know, I sit in the front of the computer at 11.30 at night, not being able to come up with things and sort of feeling my brain foggy, mm. but still feel like I can't afford to go to bed because there's still these deadlines and stuff, you know? So I still got, I, I, I have somehow got to create enough money to pay some of my debts that are really, really urgent, plus uh, invest in the, um, um, in the sexy fit, which is just such a fabulous idea. Mm. And, um, and I suggest there's this hesitation around having my strategy sessions. I, you know, I got fed up with having free strategy sessions with people who wanted a free GP, free doctor consultation. Mm-hmm. I was, I actually have a very good conversion rate to high end things, but generally speaking, people have the session, which is a proper strategy session. It isn't a consultation. So I do show them their vision, show them their pain, wave the magic wand, all of that. Mm-hmm. But then at the end they say, I can't afford it. So I spent the last year and a half relaunching my course so that I've got something cheaper for people who say they can't afford it but actually they still want one-on-one sessions for cheap rather than my online course which you you know it's the usual thing and it's actually my it's the same as with network marketing it's my objections that are in my heart and attracting those objections to me the I can't afford it because I've been in debt for so long since I had trouble paying for Soulcraft in 2019 that's been a continuous thing since mm-hmm. and therefore I'm attracting people who can't afford mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah I've got one patient who's paying me uh $12,000 a year to work with me one-on-one one client and you know I want more of those so I know it can happen mm-hmm. I had one who paid me $3,000 to work with me for three months. So I know that it can happen. I just have to have the confidence 
to do that. And then, and then, and also because this network marketing, I, I, I love network marketing. And at the end of the day, the only true residual income mm-hmm. doesn't come from one-on-one work, mm-hmm. however you look at it. Mm-hmm. It comes from doing this. And so this has got to be a part of my business model, always was intended to be ever since 20, 2008 when I started with these, with my network marketing company. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you for sharing all of that, Ali. Um, so see, there's a lot behind, I can't commit to that time block. <laughs> you see? <laughs> it, there's, there's layers and, and we all have them. So um, in order for you um, to be able to feel your best, because what I hear behind all of that is that there's a a lot on your mind, right? There's a lot of your on your mind and um, trying to figure it out. And maybe when you sit down with those, I don't know, like two hours that you block in your schedule, that rises to the surface because it's the still time right? When, when we sit down with that thing, the still time, that's when things that are in the back burner rise to the surface. And for, we're like, Oh my God. And focus is, is an issue in that way. Of course, you know, it doesn't have to do with um, your inability to focus. It has to do with management, with what's on your mind and taking it one thing at a time because that's the only way. That's the only way. So um, I recommend that that time block be in a moment where um, where external circumstances are, you know, less likely to be an issue, um, and that really includes, um, you know, doing things at night when you're already tired. Um, you know what I mean? So maybe the earlier and the fresher that you feel the better and try to set your environment up for, you know, calm, anything that grounds you, because that this is a really important piece for your nervous system as well. It needs to be an environment where you're not going to get triggered and activated constantly. So it doesn't have to be perfect. It, ha- it doesn't have to be the ideal, perfect retreat place, right? In your home, whatever spot you feel best. And if you can bring something that calms you down, even if it's just a plant, you know, like I realized that there are certain colors that, you know, kind of help me focus and, and not be so stimulated. Um, in my office, I used to have like this bright purple um painting that one of my best friends created for me and I love it you know there's like a lot of emotional attachment to it it's bright purple and it had some red but it was so stimulating constantly you know and I also need to you know calm down to focus so I changed that and I put smooth pastel colors and you know I had a really hard time turning off my phone during my content creation hours, but I do it. I had to, because I would, it was this terrible habit of five minutes going by and then just like seeing my, my text messages. I wasn't even expecting anything uh, constantly every five minutes because that's, it's created to make you addicted. That's the way it is. So I turn off my phone 
um, you know, just, just some tips to see what creates the environment. And, and we can definitely design it to fit our needs. We can definitely do that. And I do grounding exercises before I, I sit down to start uh, creating content because it takes me a while. If sometimes I block two hours and it takes me half an hour just to ground, you know, <laughs> um, but it's absolutely worth it because the remaining one and a half hours are going to be quality time, really quality time. I do, um, how do you say this in English? Alternating. I always use the term in Spanish, um, al alternating breath. Mm -hmm. um, I do that for like three, four minutes. That's an exercise for those uh, of you who don't know it. Um, Laura, you're a yogi. <laughs> you know that, right? Okay. Um, it helps you balance. It helps you balance, you know, in, in a biological way. Um, your hemispheres, your, your brain hemispheres and your nervous system really grounds and it helps you balance. Um, it stops rumination at, at, for me, at least it helps with rumination of like, you know, the, the thoughts going around in circles. Um, if I need to do a brain dump before I do that, um, I do it. And what do I mean with a brain dump? I mean, everything that I have going through my head that I need to get done, that I want to do this, I want to take care of. And it's like, wait, should I start with that? Should I start with that? I just dump it. And then I look at it on my paper or on my computer. And it's like, okay, I don't need to take care of this right now. I don't need to take it. These two things are important. I'll take care of that right after I create my content. And then my mind goes at ease. And then I start my, my grounding exercises. Um, so whatever it is that grounds you, Ali, I know you have a whole bunch of tools, um, do that, you know, give yourself permission to do that. Even if it's, if you have an hour and it needs, it takes you 20 minutes, you know, and you're like, oh, what a waste of time. No, it's not a waste of time. It's not. And titrate things, you know, um, break it down, break it down because, if we plan too much in too little time, we're always going to be frustrated, always. And that's, that's the worst thing we can do to ourselves. It really, it really throws the balance off. All right. I, I just wanna ask a quick question to um, Dr. Allie. Thank you. Do, do you. do you have a power hour or do you set off like one, any, like, I guess I think of this power hour where you have non-negotiables where you might send out three invites, three follow-ups, and then um, um, three new friends or something. And if you, if you do that daily, just have one hour where you're gonna commit to do things that definitely move your business, at least you've gotten something, right? Mm -hmm. um, I just find that's helpful. And sometimes doing that with others, I found help, very helpful as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah, something that helps our focus a lot is doing things with others, which is why, you know, Annette's recommendation to, to get an accountability buddy is super helpful because there is very little room for rumination because you're listening to another person. And um, in, a, in a biological way, we co-regulate each other, you know, 
it's the easiest way to regulate your nervous system is being in the presence of somebody who is not activated, you know, who's just normal. <laughs> um, next to us, you know, just like two people working together, that's co-regulation. Um, yeah, which is awesome when, uh, you know, people who really need to heal have caregivers, that's, that's healing as it is, just having somebody there. Um, I want to move on to Laura's questions because I didn't realize that we got 20 minutes left on the call. So let me go there to read it. I'll start with the first one. So regarding business, I would like to chat about how we can prepare for the shift into fall or the shift into a new season, season if some of you are not going into autumn particularly the energy around immunity and whole self-care, uh, no, whole self-health. <laughs> I often get excited for these transitions and yet consumed with overwhelm once I'm there. Okay, question for you to see if I, if I understand, Laura. Um, what exactly, because you said it's regarding business, right? Um, do you mean the fall because uh, in network marketing activity picks up? or the change of seasons in terms of immunity because of the things that you can offer and in terms of healthcare? Yeah, yeah. And particularly in terms of um, like school starts in the fall. Oh. Mm -hmm. So immunity with programs and even with children and things like that and families. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just more or less I'm, I'm a part of uh, Sexy Fit as well. And we'll be launching, like we'll be having our own duplicated website in October and having all that training behind it. And um, so it's new in my brain mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm going through it right now. And it's, uh, I'm learning as I go, right? It, it's like where, where the training is, um, on site essentially in situ. So mm -hmm. we're, we're going it as we, as we do it together with our, with our clients. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just having the excitement, but yet the nervousness of the months to come. And I know for me and my body, that means um, intentional rest previous mm -hmm. to those months is really important. I'm noticing the month of August, I've been really quite exhausted, really depleted. And I'm trying to figure out why and the reasoning behind that. Um, so I'm, I'm also looking for motivation to really like gear up and, and settle in to, to know what's coming. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, okay. So Something that I, I want to stress with everybody. Um, oh, I want to read what Barb is saying. Make three new friends, three follow-ups, and three invitations to presentations or events works great. Oh, I thought that was for Ali. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought it was real. I'm like, what? Um, so <clears throat> in terms of self-care, um, something that is, um, when we feel depleted, when we're already there, when we're in it and we're exhausted and, and, and already having the experience of feeling depleted, um, 
it's important to start regenerating um, before analyzing why. And the reason being is because in the state of depletion, it's, it's very difficult to figure out things, <laughs> you know, um, not that it's, it's not possible, but it, it is more difficult. It requires more energy and that energy you need to regenerate. You need to, to heal. So sometimes the why is not as important as just taking care of ourselves because that's, that's reason enough. If you're depleted, we don't need any more reasons. Um, with your supplements, with nutrition, with rest to, again, like I shared with, with Ali, um, it's important to align our week to our state so that we can get ourselves to a better place. Um, and, and not be in frustration mode because you are planning things for yourself that you normally do when you're not depleted, but you are depleted. So you need to kind of align the tasks um, and integrate. The key is integration, integrate self-care habits um, into your week so that you can get yourself to a better place. And the difference between adding things to your week and integrating things to your week is that you need to move some things. Um, it's not just your regular schedule plus, um, I don't know, that yoga class and, and plus that extra meal or shake. Sometimes we need to reduce the times for things that we, we needed to do. Just imagine that you have like this, this amount of time. And if you're adding something, it may not fit, right? Because this is all full. So you need to take something away for something else to fit in. And this is key because if we don't do that, then that self-care habit that we need to integrate is going to be last. And it needs to be first. That needs to be a non-negotiable when you're already in depletion mode. So um, that and and then in terms of um, um, getting ready for for the fall, you know, and this could be whether you're a sexy fit licensee or just an entrepreneur and network marketer, things get really busy um, in the fall. You know, things activity picks up. Um, it's it's a really great time to present, invite, you know, it always is, but particularly in the fall, things pick up. So um, again, see with your, um, if you have kids going to school, you know, and that picks up as well, <laughs> and a lot of things pick up, it's so important to integrate this into your WAP again, you know, and to make sure that you're not expecting and, and uh, things of yourself that you were when you had all that free time. So um, in terms of uh, this kind of shift that we do when things pick up, um, the power hours that Barb is mentioning are super important, right? Because we need to get more out of those hours because we can't add hours to our days. So we need to get more out of those hours. 
Um, and absolutely, if you can do that with others, please do. Remember this co-regulating thing. It's not just accountability. It helps us calm our triggers when we sit down to do things that we feel are challenging. Um, am I answering your question? I hope so. <laughs> oh, well, for sure. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. It, there, there's a lot of great reminders, particularly with self-care and creating that self-health like that. I worked with a productivity coach for a little while and mm -hmm. now she's more become a friend of mine and um her first her first activity with time blocking in particular mm -hmm. is her self-care that's her first thing she puts in all her self-care doesn't matter about appointments whatnot um so self-care is number one and i i did that for a while and it felt really really good and um i'm gonna go back to that so yeah, yeah. And you're right, it, the, the, the energy shifts seasonally, mm -hmm. in particular with kids in school and sports activities and things like that. And my little guy is starting school. So it's going to be all mm -hmm. new for me and mm -hmm. starting like sport leagues kind of thing. And <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'm not only wanting to create space for that, mm -hmm. but to also create space for my business. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so definitely take a moment. <clears throat> so um, this is probably something that your productivity coach shared with you. So it's awesome to hear that she had you block self-care time first. I love hearing that because that means that we're really evolving as a species <laughs> and as coaches because the coaching field used to be way more masculine. It's like, no, get your meetings in there. So I'm really happy to hear that. And um and then the next thing is to um, block time off for a week, your weekly design. Of course, that's the WAP. And if you need to block some extra time off um, to see how do I want my week to be, right? My kid's going to school. We have these new things going on. I want to be there and enjoy that. This is new. So if that's your non-negotiable, block that time. And then, you know, you have your self-care time, you have your time for your boy, and then, you know, a couple of things here and there. And what is strategic for me in terms of business building time blocks? Strategic in the way, like we said with Ali, um, if I'm foggy at, in the afternoon, if like my energy starts, it's important for you, um, as you, you know, re re regain your strength and your energy to, to kind of track yourself and see when it starts dropping. Right. And, you know, block some time off for your business before then. And of course, help yourself and create the, the environment for you to, you know, be as focused as you can be. Um, so it's just building a, a more intimate relationship with ourselves. It's like, okay, when, when is it going to be nurturing for me and my business to set some time aside? How can I nurture my business the most with 
my absolute quality focus. So we don't just nurture ourselves, we nurture our business in that way. So what kind of attention does my business need right now? Well, I really need to plan and figure a couple of things out. When's the best time for me to do that? So get strategic with that. We can really not just be strategic in terms of business planning, which this actually is business planning, but with our um, energy level and our resistance. Um, and that requires being present with ourselves and, and tracking ourselves and getting to know ourselves a little bit more. Um, I was going to say something else and well, it'll come up. I want to go to your next question. Okay. And for personal development, one thing that I've been wanting to improve on is my outward appearance. Since having my son, who is now five and a half years old, I still find myself in my husband's sweaters, comfy clothes, no makeup, and my hair in a bun. I used to think this way, and this way, oh, this was my yogi look, but I feel like there's more to it than that. I'm not taking care of myself in a way that a health coach and wellness instructor, uh, instructor should. I'm curious to know what morning routines work for those that have seen themselves in this way. Cool. So um, I think that a lot of us, <laughs> a lot, like a lot of these calls that I have, I, I'm using sweats and some really weird pants on the bottom and something fancy at the top, you know, with, um, with COVID and the pandemic and lockdown, a lot of us are going through something like that, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, like working from home. I think it's a really more common thing that, that we think. And at the same time, it's, if you feel that, um, because it sounds like it's affecting your mindset. Um, then, you know, help your mindset, see yourself differently and yeah, just put some, I have an office here at home. Um, it used to be kind of like a playroom. I, I needed to create an office space that didn't look like a playroom. Even, you know, I, I would take my, my computer there and work, but my mind was looking at a playroom. <laughs> so that wasn't working. I had to change it around, you know, do some serious interior design and with colors and all these things. So now I wake up, I, you know, put a little bit of makeup on something that works for me, particularly, it doesn't have to work for everybody. Um, I get dressed like going to work and then I go downstairs to my office and I'm like, wow, I'm in a totally different place. So that helps me. That helps me like get ready for work. <laughs> Whatever helps you do that. You know, um, some people, you know, with the yogi look, they, they really rock their productivity. You know, it's not the yogi look. It's what you, how you feel with that, you know? Um, so if you're already realizing that, you know, it's, it's kind of getting to you <laughs> seeing yourself, you know, in, in those clothes and with a bun, <laughs> then that's something that you need. That's self-care. That's self-care because it's impacting your mood. 
So if you want to take care of your emotional state and your mood, then ask yourself, how would I like to see myself, right? How would I like to see myself? How, uh, what look would impact my, my emotional state in a way that will make me feel good looking at myself in the mirror? You know, when, when you, when you really like a look and you go to the mirror a couple of times to check yourself out, that's healthy. <laughs> it's not just the ego. There's something that's like, oh, I'm taking care of myself. This is cool. You know, um, do that to yourself. That's, that's, um, give that to yourself. I mean, that's, that's self-care. Absolutely. It is. It's not just, um, a, a soothing practice, you know, when it does have an impact in your mental health and your emotional state, that's self-care too. Barb, did you want to say something? You know, I was just thinking as you're saying that, um, I had this, uh, this exercise came to my mind and it's when we envision ourselves in the future being successful and that vision, that person we're going after, right? So if, whatever you see there, if they're in yogi pants and your buns in it, like whatever that vision is, I think that's what you're aspiring to be. Now, Laura, I don't know if you, if you have, I mean, I think we all have our future vision, right? And just how do you, you don't have to tell me here, but I'm just wondering how you see yourself in that vision, right? And I think that's something that someone had done for me and it was so powerful. Like I, I envisioned myself coming down this staircase and I was very, accomplished and very confident and I was dressed um not fancy but comfortably but it I don't know it and since then I just I'm pulled towards it which has really mm. been helpful mm. yeah mm -hmm. thank you yeah that's awesome I think for me it's it's I want to feel polished and I want to feel um more like myself, like this goes really deep into a lot of inadequacy and like inner child work and mother wound, father wound. I have, I have both. And so it, it really does stem from deeply rooted trauma where mm -hmm. like, like, I feel like I'm not adequate. I cannot take care of myself. Like I don't have that ability. Um, so it, it's definitely a mental health stigma and um, stimulation, right? It's like, I look this way again, what's my worth? Like, how can I continue to lift people up when I don't do that for myself? Mm -hmm. if, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So it does go, it does go fairly deep. And I've done a lot of work around it. Um, to be aware, but that awareness can only really go so far when you're not acting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm, I'm going to take, if anybody needs to hop off the call um, because it's already time, go ahead, but I'm going to take a couple of minutes because I think this is important. Um, you know, Laura, um, some things um, get a lot of things um, get triggered without it be being voluntary. So I just want to stress that. Um, and sometimes we start when we don't know that or when we don't remember that, um, we start creating beliefs about ourselves 
um, like, uh, you know, like this again, because I'm too this or not enough of that. And, you know, when it comes to trauma, some things get triggered and, you know, and, and it doesn't, um, we don't really choose that trigger. And there is a way to work on that. I mean, in somatic experiencing, it's trauma resolution, you know, from the body um, and, and not so much from the mind. So the story doesn't have that much impact in trauma resolution sometimes. Um, I think that it's important to, um, to have your inner child present but you make the decisions, right? You're aware that you have this trauma and your inner child is speaking to you, right? It's speaking to us, to all of us constantly, right? Um, and your adult, like Laura, who is a mom, you know, who's a, a badass businesswoman is also there. So you got, you got, and you got many more Laura's, right? But these are like two big ones. <laughs> um, it's not about eliminating our inner child and it's not about eliminating our adult self, thank God, right? Because it'd be, everything would be a mess. Um, it's about trying to um, track yourself so that your adult self can make the decisions even when your wounded child is triggered, right? So sometimes when we go into uh, a place that feels threatening or scary to our inner child, it's going to manifest this, itself and be like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to eat this. You know, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this thing that I know is healthy for me because blah, you know, and, and, and there's also like sadness and, and emotions that go with that. And just like we do with, with kids, and I'm sure you do this with your um, boy, it's like, well, you know, if it were up to your boy or, you know, or children, they'd probably like eat candy all day, but adults are there to be like, look, <laughs> um, I know that you want to do that. And I totally get it because I, I would eat chocolate all day, but it's so bad for you. And I'm in charge <laughs> and I need to make sure that you're healthy so that you don't become diabetic. You know, like I'm in charge here. Trust me when you're older, you're going to thank me. You need to do that to yourself too. You know, like, I know that you don't want to do that healthy thing. I know that you don't want to take a break and stop and do what you need to do for your self-care, but I'm going to run the show. It doesn't mean that, um, you need to feel differently or that you're inadequate inner child, but I'm going to do this anyways, because I'm the adult and I need to take this, these decisions. So it's really just an inner dialogue that needs to go on. Um, when it comes to trauma, it, it's not about shutting down the parts of us that are wounded. It's about having a dialogue with them and just making sure that the healthier parts of us are making the important decisions that run our lives. Elizabeth Gilbert um, with Big Magic, she, um, she, in, a, in, a, in Big Magic is a book of hers and I love it. And I've read it like a whole bunch of times. <laughs> Barb read it too. Um, she, in a part of the book, I love that part. 
and there I'm sure a lot of quotes on this running around and on internet. Um, she talks to fear and she says, okay, fear, my old time friends, <laughs> we're going on a journey, which for her journey is to write a new book. And a lot of resistance comes up with that, right? In the creative process. It's like, so I'm taking courage. I'm taking this, you know, all of us are going to be, you can come too, but you're not allowed to drive. You're not even allowed to uh, touch the radio. <laughs> you're definitely not allowed to make any decisions on a roadmap. You're just going to sit there. <laughs> you're going to have a room. It's all good. You know, you're not inadequate, but I'm running the show. That, that's basically what she says. And absolutely, you know, that's, it's important. Um, so yeah, in terms of self-care, um, the most important thing is, is uh, nurturing ourselves, not just with food, but with what we need. We know what we need, you know, we know what we need and just kind of calming down that inner child that doesn't wanna and calling the shots a little bit more. All righty, <laughs> I hope this helps. <laughs> um, I'm going to be on next week too, so we can expand a little bit more on that if you need to. What book was that? Uh, Big Magic, it's called by Elizabeth Gilbert. I love her. All right, ladies. Um, let's take a couple of pictures. But remember that your, the requirement for you to be here is to write down your ahas and your action steps. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> um, and Carmen too. So let's take our first uh, smiley picture. Are you ready? Three, two, one. There we go. And now we're going to take a an inadequate picture. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> awesome, thank you. I'm gonna stop recording.